Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. My guest today is Annie Liu. Annie is attending the Ivy Business School at Western University in the Honors Business Administration Program with an expected graduation date in 2023. Annie spent her summer, this past summer, with RBC as a tax administrator with Wealth Management and is currently one of our student ambassadors back on campus. In her spare time, Annie is a huge crafting enthusiast. She frequently makes handmade cards, wall art, and many other paper crafts. Even though the school year gets really busy, she also tries to make time to read some memoirs, murder mysteries on the side, and of course, podcasts. Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. And let's get right at it. Let's start with some fun rapid fire questions. What is your favorite most used emoji? Ooh, okay. I don't, I use emojis a lot, but I think there's only one or two that I use like in every single conversation. It would be the grinning, squinting face emoji. The one where there's like uh, the little yellow person is smiling and the eyes are pointed inwards because they're cry uh, they're laughing. So that's one emoji that I really always use. And the other one is the thinking face because anytime there's a question, you just got to put the thinking face there to let them know that you are, the gears are turning in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. You're right. It's like, you want to, you want to show, Hey, I'm thinking about what you said. That's exactly. awesome. Um, this one's always a tough one, but if you had one meal or one, yeah, one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, this is so hard because I'm a huge foodie and I like to eat pretty much every kind of cuisine. And so it'll definitely rotate. But as of right now, I'll say it's definitely Eggs Benedict. And I think I order it at every brunch restaurant that I go to. I'm always looking for the next um, Eggs Benny spot. So if you have <laughs> recommendations, Brian, please let me know. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I think I might need to take recommendations from you and follow in your footsteps. But yeah, Eggs Benny is so good. Mm, hungry. Um, favorite day to waste, uh, favorite way to spend that day off? That's a good question. Um, I would definitely start off by sleeping in. I love sleep a lot. And then after that, I probably want to spend some quality time with your with my friends either just like watching a movie or catching up or having a paint night something where we can kind of create some new memories together and then maybe in the evening doing some reading at night and like calming down and bringing all my thoughts back that's awesome have you uh any i guess not sorry to put you on the spot but any any recent movies you've really enjoyed Oh, this one's not super recent, but I really loved Interstellar. And I know I'm a few years late to the game because Interstellar was re released a while ago, but it was so entertaining. Hans Zimmer is the most talented composer <laughs> I've heard, and I love his music. I'm listening to his track on repeat right now. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. Cool. Yeah, I always love getting movies and book ideas from people because as you stare at the Netflix menu sometimes or... Prime or whatever you use. Sometimes you're just like flipping through, like, what should I watch? What should I watch? Right. So, yeah, good, good choice. Um, are you a hit the snooze button right away or a wake up? Um, I'm sorry, hit the snooze button or wake up immediately? Snooze for sure. I will get up, brush my teeth, and wash my face sometimes. And then if I'm feeling tired, I'll still go back to sleep after that. So, snooze <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, you, you love your sleep. That's good. Sleep is good, man. It helps us all like, Get, get, you know, get in the best version of us, right? You need sleep and rest. I mean, 
You got a hundred percent. So um, next up, this is my really this. They're all fun, and it's nice to get to know a little bit more about you on a, on a fun level too. But what is? Do you have a favorite word or something you say or a favorite word that you just means something to you? Is there a favorite word? Um, I think I really like the word cheers because whenever people say that word it's always in a really positive happy context and it's really easy to be in the present when you're like around a table with your friends your family everyone's saying cheers there's some kind of celebration or some kind of moment to be celebrated during that time and i think it's just a wonderful moment when that word is spoken so um that's probably the favorite word because of like the environment that surrounds it I love that. That's an amazing word. Cheers. Yeah. What a great, what a great choice. Um, so as we we're getting, you know, prepped and thinking about today, and I shared with you, obviously you've 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 heard the podcast, you've seen some of your friends and colleagues on it. Um, but as you're thinking, you know, this is about you. This is about Annie and sharing your journey, what you've learned. I mean, you know, even you know, working this summer and getting some of that experience, but as I said, there's a lot of people who, you know, are going for their first job or their first, you know, semester at school or maybe in high school making that transition to thinking of going away next year. Um, so maybe maybe if we can get a little bit more personal about your journey and what you've learned along the way and share some insights. Uh, would you be happy to share some of that? Absolutely. Um, where do I start? Well, I guess I'll start towards the beginning. So for elementary school, I went to an arts elementary school and I'll tell you why later on this is quite important to me. Sure. Um, but then in high school, it was a very academically challenging high school. So kind of like the polar opposites and what kind of experiences you could get between elementary and post and secondary school. And in in high school, it was interesting because I worked really hard, but I think I kind of succumbed to the mob mentality of just working as hard as I can 100% of the time and like not giving myself to think about what I want or the breaks that I should take in order to um, like recharge. Um, I realized that towards the end of high school and then I came into university, I wanted to do some more things for myself. So I mentioned that I went to an art school for elementary. I kept the arts really near and dear to me throughout my entire life. I grew up dancing. I grew up um, like singing to myself in the shower. So lots of, uh, passion there. So when I came into university, it would have been easy to like fall exactly into the same herd, work really hard in academics, get a super um, amazing job and like focus on that one particular path. But I wanted to do something more for myself. So I went out there, I auditioned for a musical. It was the first musical I would have ever auditioned for or been a part of and I actually got it. And I was so excited because I was truly just happy to be there. I didn't have any major lines or anything. I had, I think I had one line in the show. I was playing a nerd in the background, but it was just so fun to perform again, to know that I'm doing this uh, extracurricular for myself. I made this decision. It's not for my resume. It's not for anything in particular. And I'm really just having fun performing. Um, so I think something that's helped me along the way, especially after my high school experience is try and make decisions where you are also just doing it for yourself. There's no like future considerations. I think we have the rest of our lives to stress about the future and stress about like our future careers, but especially in university, take some time, enjoy yourself, have some fun um, and trust, trust the process. 
great insights and great thank you for sharing i didn't know you had that that musical theater gene in you um until today that and you know that brings skills too right like just um the confidence to get on stage and the, and to be in front of people that helps i'm sure in, in taking some of those skills and mindsets with you for other things yeah i think it's like for theater i think that really applies but i think if people are pursuing any of their personal interests with the most genuine reason of them enjoying it they will naturally put a lot of time and energy because they enjoy it and that will reveal a lot of other skills as well so for theater it was performing in confidence but then there's like the sky's the limit for what kind of hobby you might have and what really is passion are you passionate about but um everything can reveal a ton of skills about the person good points really good points um, so thinking about some of these life experiences, as you've talked about, and um, your your journey and what you've been doing, um, I often ask the question about, you know, formalized education and thinking back, uh, you've had a couple different experiences and now in, in university. Is there something that you've learned through lived experiences that you wish maybe was talked about or maybe taught in school? Yes, and I think I talk about this quite a bit with some of my friends. I think people should, or I think institutions should really enhance the conversation on how to get that first professional job, especially um, because when I came into university in first year, I was so lost. It was a matter of, I have no idea how to start with recruiting, um, words like networking, um, coffee chats, and um, like cover letter editing were just thrown around and I had no way to make sense of how to put it into a formalized process. And I know that like everyone's recruitment journey is different, but there are definitely some, I guess, skills or knowledge that can be shared towards students to make them feel a little more reassured when they go through the process. And so I think throughout first year, what I did to try and make sense of it was just attend like a bunch of different info sessions, um, try to attend many different panels of industries that I was interested in. And then through that, I didn't have it all figured out, but I had an idea of, okay, what are some steps I could start with to try and learn about the recruiting process? Um, and then in second year, I became more confident that, okay, these are probably the steps that I'll need to take. Um, started reaching out to people that with jobs that I was really interested in learning about, um, started like keeping going to firm websites and keeping on track of the dates and the timelines and everything. But none of that was clear to me in first year or high school. And I don't think civics and careers in grade 10 did like the best job of figuring out all the nuances that comes with finding that first professional job. So I think uh, learning how to get a job and all the potential nuances with that should definitely be shared with students earlier on. Yeah, the wonderful thoughts there, and you're right. I think that's uh, uh, some great advice for others, and some really good tidbits of what you shared on how to how to kind of work through that um, as individuals. Because as you gather all that information, you're building traction right on your own. And to your point, you don't know it all, but you've had little bits of nuggets that can help you kind of formalize somewhat of a, an approach, um, which makes sense. Um, so getting a little more personal, we always talk a little bit about, you know, barriers, challenges, things that you, you know, personally, you may have um, worked towards or overcome. And um, in, the, in the light of sharing that with our audience, is there anything you might want to talk about with us about some of the challenges and things that you've uh, experienced and how you overcame those? Yeah, I think this is a really good question. And I think the biggest challenge that I 
had to kind of face was getting over the fear of failure. I think there is so much to be learned about failure. And I mean, I know that's a really cliche statement to make because everyone's parents are probably telling them the exact same things. Um, but it was, especially if you're going on a success streak, it is really disheartening to put your heart and soul into something and then get a rejection or feel like you failed or know to your core that that was not the best work that you could have put out. But I think there wasn't a one way or one formula to kind of get over the failure. It was more being mo being open-minded to other opportunities. Like, and I think the biggest thing that helped me was taking a step back to look at the bigger picture. One failure or one rejection is not going to define the rest of your life. Um, you know, there's always the inspirational quotes that a closed door is another open door or a closed door. It just means like redirection. A failure is rejection is redirection. I think I've seen that on LinkedIn a few times, but taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture, I think helps you put things into perspective that that is not the only opportunity or that is not the only chance that'll be out there. It might be an important one and something really important to you because you put so much time and effort into it, but it's not like, because you didn't succeed at that one opportunity that all the time and effort is gone. Like you still put in all that time. You still did everything that you did to try and pursue that opportunity. I would take that as a really, I would give yourself a pat on the back for that in itself, because it's definitely not easy to work towards anything that you want, but know that none of it is wasted. Um, it's not the only opportunity or only chance in the world. And that the, in the grand scheme of things, 10 years later, it might not even have been like relevant to what you were trying to do now. So that's what I've been trying to tell myself. That's what I've been trying to think about whenever I come across a really important um, opportunity that I fail at or I, that I get rejected from. Wow, so I think I'm, I'm thinking back on my memory banks right now. I think you're probably one of the first guests, if not the only guest that's actually said the fear of failure. And, and maybe there were some others, so I apologize for those that might be listening. And, but the way you articulated that um, and talking about failures, and you're you're right. It's it's it, everything you said. I don't even want to repeat it because it was just so solid. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think we don't often enough reflect on that, and we always try to be the best versions of us. But I think the only way you can do that is by having a few bumps in the road and failing at a few things. So um, thank you for sharing that, that personal, um, story and insights. I think it's super, super beneficial and helpful. I'm um, thinking about yourself too, like around your skills, you know, we talk about values and skills and, uh, you know, importance of that and in, in, in not just life, but in work and everything. Um, do you, do, how, what's helped you as far as your skills or what unique skills do you have that you think have helped you to get to you to where you are today? That's a really good question. I don't want to say that these are only unique to me. I think it's these skills that have helped me are the ones that I found myself gravitating towards or that I found I had more opportunity to build. But I think two in particular are um, one on more on the professional side, one more on the personal side. So sure. in the professional side, I think I really like reaching out and taking the first step or taking that kind of risk to say, Hey, I'm really interested in this opportunity. Would you have like 20 minutes to chat and like establishing that kind of start to a relationship? I, I really like doing that because there was a shit. I, I used to be so scared of networking. Mind you, I used to be like, 
I don't like this term. I think it's very transactional. I don't like how it makes me feel. And after I started doing it a bit more, I realized networking is not a transaction. It's not supposed to be a transaction. It's supposed to be an opportunity to have a conversation with someone and just learn and like learn from their experiences, see what mistakes they made. And are you on the track to um, like, are you at risk of making them or did they do a really cool project that you just want to learn more about because it's in your area of interest? And it's just an opportunity to learn about the other person, to, to get some insight, to help you like find your own path a little more. And sometimes when I hear from mentors is that it's not a one-way street either. Like the person on the other side often sometimes learns a lot about the other individual and it ends up being an overall positive experience. So I think for like, tidbit of advice for everyone out there is just don't be afraid of reaching out. People are nicer than you think. People are more willing to chat than you think. Obviously be mindful of their time and know your like know why you want to go into that and know why you want to reach out. But I really, really think that it will do you more good than harm taking that first step. And more on the personal side, I think one thing that I developed over the years was a sense of gratitude, gratitude for my friends, gratitude for the people around me. And I think I really developed this gratitude through making cards and crafting. And the reason I say that is because every card that I make, every individualized um, paper product is customized. It's There's a lot of thought that goes behind what are my interactions with the receiver? What does the receiver like? What um, what do I want my receiver to feel? Do I want to make them laugh? Do I want to make them um, really grateful? And what there's a lot of thought that goes behind that. And especially for events like birthdays or Christmas, it's just a really good opportunity to voice your gratitude for someone on the impact that they've made you. And I think a card was the medium that I chose to go through with that. Fantastic. Yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah. Good. Good for you. And I'm so glad that you have that that outlet too to to share share you with the world um, through your cards and your work. So awesome for you. Thank you so much. Um, when you think about um, and I, I know this now now just listening to you, I'm smiling listening to you and your story. And when you think about what makes you happy and gives you deep enjoyment and satisfaction, um, can you share some of that with what 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 that is for you? Yeah, I'd love to. And I, I think something that makes me happy and so happy to the point that I sit there and I'm recognizing that I'm just in a place of complete content is when I am around people I like and who I love as friends, who I love as family. When I sit there or when I'm doing something and we're all in the moment, we're not on our phones, we're all talking to each other, we're all relating to each other, everything is very free flowing and there's no set agenda. It's so satisfying to knowing that you are sharing that present moment with everyone around you, everyone you care about, everyone you love, and knowing that everyone is feeling that same emotion with you. There's no one being distracted. No one is like half enjoying it because that would disturb the flow. But knowing that, you know, you're here, everyone's here, we're all enjoying this moment together. And those kind of memories, I feel like are ones that are going to be remembered for, for a lifetime. A hundred percent. And it, you're right about the moment, like be in the moment, enjoy the moment. I think what you also shared is really 
super, I'm, I'm really happy you shared is the insights from that, because there's so many people of my generation and older who think, you know, you all are the generation of phones and technology and not looking at each other or talking. And I love to demystify that because so many of much of the talent I meet, like yourself, are the complete opposite of that when it comes to, yeah, you use tech. Everyone uses tech, but the point is that's not how you that's not how you roll, right? Like you 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 take those times and I'm glad that you shared that because I'm gonna also be sharing this with some of my friends to listen to and demystify some of that of uh hey, this is the generation that's on a phone all day, right? Yeah, I think I don't want to say that there's some truth to that. I think it's really difficult because we grew up in an age where tech has been really integrated in our lives. So in a sense, it might have been harder to distance ourselves and like divide moments where tech should be involved and moments where, you know, we should be in the present. But I do think that um, at least the people around me and those that I've talked to, we all really enjoy having those present moments. It just might be a little more difficult or we might need to have that specific thought of, okay, time to put down our phones, time to just enjoy ourselves. But once we get in the moment, I think we're like every other generation. We all love to um, make memories with the people we love. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's the, the key takeaway here is, you know, every generation is different, but you're, you also have that ability to recognize those special moments and to, to be there in the moment. So thank you so much for, for sharing that as well. Um, wow. We're getting to the end of the show and um, thinking about uh, as we kind of look to close this out in a little bit here, um, one big takeaway, or maybe a few takeaways, you've had so many, this is like chock full of great advice, great insights, and um, really, really thank you for sharing all that. But is there anything else that maybe we didn't get to, or that's hitting you now that you want to leave the listeners with again to get from this episode? There are, oh my God, there, there are so many, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I'll reiterate some to uh, like throughout the podcast in case people are looking for a TLDR. I think um, take some time and take take some opportunities to make decisions that are purely for yourself, purely for your own enjoyment, whether that means like sacrificing 30 minutes of studying time to like take a walk in the woods or trying to figure out what your hobbies might be. I think those are super important. It doesn't, I think life really feels fast when we have a future goal in mind and all we're thinking about is working towards it. And I know I've struggled with that in the past as well, but I found a lot of happiness and like calm, peace, just, it's just really nice to have an opportunity or take a few minutes or make a decision that's really just for yourself. Like I did with my musical. And the other one I'd say is um, be willing to take risks. And I know that's really broad and I only talked about a small part of that in this podcast, but risks with defying expectations, if that's what you really want. Risks with like changing your major if you really don't enjoy what you're learning about right now. Take risks in exploring fields you don't even know existed or with a course you think might be cool, but you don't have any experience in. I think they're, we're all really young right now, especially if you're listening and you're in high school or in university, you have so much time to stress and worry. We'll probably be doing that for the rest of our lives, but take some risk to, to learn something new, see what else is out there. And yeah, the sky's the limit. 
Absolutely. And some amazing advice. Annie, I can't thank you enough for, for being a part of today. I know you've had a busy last couple of days with your your uh, uh, 48-hour competition that you just said you were doing now that you've had some sleep. And I, you know, I'm really so excited that you joined me today. I think you have so much to offer and so much to think about. Um, and hopefully for our listeners, you really got a lot out of this episode with Annie and, and hearing sort of that, you know, some of those insights and ideas as well. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Brian, you asked some really good questions, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. I'm always trying to change it up a little bit. I kept a couple of questions throughout and as we go, but you know, um, thank you so much for that. And, uh, and again, thank you for being so engaged and so thoughtful and mindful. Uh, it was really great catching up with you today. Um, for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.